Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to a fucking fabulous episode 233 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring. As always, I am joined by the He Lasts All Fucking Day, Mark Foster. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. He usually says his name, and I don't know why I said it. That was a bit weird. And we are also joined by a man who loves sandwiches, his name. Noel Bella. Hello. Noel has come to discuss the new the topic film. topic du jour. The new <laughs> film by Apachatpong Weersafakal. Uncle Boon Me, <laughs> who can recall his past lives to Electric Boogaloo. It's a surprise sequel that no one was expecting. But when Weersafakal announced that he had made it and was releasing it digitally last week, Noel WhatsApped us and said, if I'm not on this fucking show talking about this fucking thing, then I'm never on talking about another fucking comic book as long as I fucking live. And so we're talking about Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives too, colon Justice League. Um, now, before we get to Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives too, colon Justice League, we're going to probably talk about some trailers. We'll also talk about another film, which I just remembered we're reviewing as well. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a wonderful film called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, featuring a very special contractually obligated appearance by Tony Clifton. Yeah. Something like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In brackets, Justice League, um, which is now streaming on Netflix. Um, and, yeah, patrons just heard 15 minutes of extra stuff so three dollars a month why not go on you know you want to we haven't had any new patrons in the last couple of months to be honest i in a way i kind of wonder why we bother but it's fine it's fine <laughs> i like providing well, the content for the if you haven't heard the conversation that we just had then you know <laughs> you would you would you would not you would wonder why why to bother but yeah no 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 you just why, gotta hear it you gotta hear it yeah no no quite i mean it's the defining conversation of our generation i believe um, it is we, we 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 put we put aside all of the world's current major problems in 15 minutes yeah mm-hmm. no, absolutely it was tremendous it was tremendous um now i mean what what's been going on this week well i mean john lassiter has ruined people's childhoods um by being inappropriate with people um the most disnified statement following <laughs> sexual harassment allegations you've ever seen um unwanted hugs um, unwanted hugs I, I i imagine i imagine right now that pixar, pixar are on the phone of randy newman going going randy can you write can you write <laughs> a fucking song can you write a song that just that just says that john lasseter ain't that bad <laughs> it's like i expect I expect Toy Story 4 to open with Unwanted Hugs by Randy Newman. And well, and I, I, I think next Disney CEO Bob Iger is going to be putting out an editorial in the New York Times arguing that some may argue what's worse, unwanted hugs or cars? <laughs> Um, I think I think I think uh, usually a lot of Pixar fans would say cars. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, Disney have not had a great week because they've had that 
and they've had. I, I know you guys don't go, aren't in the video game sphere all that much, but the shitstorm that has been happening with Star Wars Battlefront Two, and the fact that Disney, oh, I've heard about this. Oh my god, the fact that Disney is this about the fact that they're trying to charge people for basically everything? Is that yeah? Okay, that so it? let me let me long story short this as much as I can. Okay, so. A prevalent trend in video games at the moment is something called loot boxes, where basically you pay 50 quid for a game. And then in this game, in order to um, get better characters or uh, or actually to play as Darth Vader, a calculation was done that if you didn't pay extra money... For loot boxes where you get the chance to unlock Darth Vader, not unlock Darth Vader, the chance to unlock Darth Vader. If you don't do that, you'd have to play for about 40 hours. So people are like, I'm paying 50 quid for this Star Wars game. I can't play as Luke Skywalker. I can't play as Darth Vader unless I, I do all this. So then Electronic Arts were like, all right, we've listened to your concerns. We've divided the amount of credits that you need to unlock these people by by four. So instead of like 60,000 credits, it's now 15,000 credits. However, these credits are earned by doing certain things in the game. So when they did that, they also divided the amount of credits you get for beating the single player mode by four as well. So, yes. And then and it's like, we've listened to your concerns, so we've done maths. <laughs> um, so now they've suspended the pay-to-win, as they call it, thing completely. So now people, and so while they work out what the fuck they're going to do, it's you still have to earn these credits. So now people just have to play the game for 40 fucking hours to unlock... Oh, no, no, yeah, no, 40 hours to unlock him. And they don't even get to pay to win. But it makes it an equal footing amongst everyone because now no one can pay to win. And it's such a shitstorm that Disney called... The the CEO of Disney called the CEO of Electronic Arts and said, you've got to fucking do something about this because it's it's tarnishing the Star Wars brand. And it, so Disney have not had the best week, and that 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 shit is fucking ridiculous. It's you pay to get these boxes, which may contain the card needed, the star card needed to unlock Darth Vader. So you may pay for all these crystals that buy these loot boxes, and then you don't even get Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker or whatever. You just get weapons. It is so yeah, junk. it's it's the same as they did with um, Ultimate Team, then, isn't it? On what's it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. FIFA. On, on, on FIFA. Yeah, and that's and and now the Belgian government and the Hawaiian government are launching official in- investigations into whether this basically constitutes gambling, and if it does. These games are marketed to under-18s. They're sold to under-18s. And then the question would be, should these games be banned from (laughs) under-18s? It's a 
fucking joke. Yeah, it does sound a little bit, yeah. Like, like literally, I had a, I, I had a pre-order for Battlefront 2, and I, I, I paid for it. I haven't played the fucking thing yet. Because all this is like, I just want all of this to blow over. It's, it's, it's fucking retarded. I've just been playing Super Mario, because Nintendo don't do that to people. Because they're nice. <laughs> well, anyway. I too have just been playing Super Mario, but it's very different Super Mario. Yeah, man, Charlie's been loving the SNES Mini, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, he's really into it. He, he, he loves uh, loves a bit of Mario. He loves a bit of Street Fighter. Nice. And he loves a bit of Mega Man. So that's that's working out very very well for us because I'm getting loads of joy out of it. So is Charlie, and yeah, it's worth every bloody penny that thing. Do, do, do you do the easiest special move in a fighting game of all time, Blanker's electric electric shock? Well, you see, the thing is, is I was always a Guile guy, so I know all of Guile's. I, like, it's it's almost like a mental, what do they call it, uh, muscle memory muscle thing. Memory. With yeah, yeah. so, so if I pick Guile, I can let Charlie beat me up, and and then out of the three games, if I just win one of them, then it makes it feel like it's fair and he's really winning. Although to be honest, there's been a couple of times where he has just beat me. So there you Sorry. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just I just remember got a blanker just press down and then it's just one down. of the buttons yeah 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 and that's it that's the special move it's brilliant um right okay so john lassiter's a, a massive perv um what else has happened anyone else a massive perv this week I've no I, 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 I think well, that's strange for me that's yeah, I, th- I think the, the perv levels have kind of started to, to, to go down a little bit. I think uh, people decide to give pervs a week off and just focus on Justice League instead. Yeah, okay. All right, so... Um, they invented another story about Fox being bought by someone just to distract people, and this time apparently it works. <laughs> oh, Comcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, well, I mean, fucking whatever, isn't it? At this, at this point. Um the thing is, is just on that because I think you kind of touched you touched on the story last week about it. Um, Please do about about the sort of non-story that was sort of are Disney going to buy Fox? Um, and you know, are um, who was it this way? So first of all, it was Disney, are Disney going to buy Fox? Then it was our um, who was it? I can't remember who was the follow-up story this week. Um. um. So Disney were going to buy Fox, then Comcast Disney were going to buy Fox. Fox. Yeah. What else happened? Wait, Hang on a minute. Because I posted the story to you that was... Um, where is it? Which one sec? Oh, yeah, it was Comcast. Okay. Yeah, the point with the sort of Disney buying Fox thing, though, is that the news story around these things typically tends to be Okay, well that's great because now, uh, oh no, it was. Just, I'm sure I had Sony was. Yeah, there was talk about Sony were looking to buy bits of Fox as well. And I, again, you don't know what's true and what's not at this point. Um, but first of all, you'll hear sort of like, oh, Disney are planning to buy Fox. Well, that means that we're going to get Deadpool in an Avengers movie, or it means we're going to get, um, you know, the X Men crossing over with. Um, we're going to get the X-Men crossing over with uh, with the Marvel Universe. We're going to have the, the Fantastic Four can come back and blah, blah, blah. And then it moves over to Sony. It's like, well, we can get Spider-Man with Deadpool and all these sort of crossover things. Now, this seems to be some sort of, like, geek... Um, 
you know, some some sort of geek dream or something. To be honest with you, I can't think of anything worse. I don't want the, any crossover whatsoever. I don't want my, my X-Men universe crossing over with my um, – with my Marvel universe any more than I want my Marvel universe crossing over with my DC universe. I don't want any of them to cross over. We've got enough going on in the Marvel universe with internal crossovers. We've got enough going on in the DC universe with internal crossovers. There is the option for Fox to do a little bit more crossover with Deadpool and X-Men and stuff like that. Those things are fine on their own. If we start just smashing everything together and Disney owns the rights to everything, everybody's going to try a little bit less hard so, you know, you've got to have competition in the market. You've got to have people uh, taking a brand position. So, you know, Fox have got a little bit more of an edgy brand. I know that sounds so strange saying it now, but mm-hmm. Fox have got a sort of more edgy brand position with the Logans, with the Deadpools, with the the New Mutants. Um, obviously, what they're doing with the X-Men isn't particularly exciting, but... They seem to be positioning themselves over in that direction. We've got what's going on in the DC universe, which we'll talk about obviously in a minute. And Marvel have got their own thing going on, and they're trying to sort of push new characters over here and introduce new ideas that that are perhaps a little bit more mainstream and fun. Everything needs to. Everything. It's okay for everything to just have its place. How much really? How much better is life going to be if Deadpool turns up in Avengers: Infinity War? Do you know what I mean? It's it's not really need to be there. Just have another wisecracking guy. We don't need it. Like it's I don't understand this fanboy which and I'm you know, I love comic books, I love comic book movies. I just don't understand why we're so we're still so excited about seeing everyone together, because I'm I'm over that now. I'd rather just have good stories and good movies, you know? So I, I don't know. I'm not excited when I hear Disney's going to own everything and then we can have Star Wars in Marvel and we can have Marvel in, in the X-Men and blah, blah, blah. It's like, just fucking calm down. Like it's okay to, it's okay to have, you know, I, I can, I like beer and I like wine, but I'm not going to drink them in the same glass. Just, just slow down. Anyway, that's that, my run up. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It, it, it's just this, you say, if you, if you, what's, what'll happen there is it'll overkill and you'll end up, it'll drown yeah. itself. I think the worry is as well is it's just going to make it's just going to make the studios even more lazy than kind of you could accuse some of them of already being. And you know if they own everything, they'll just stick everything in everything because that's apparently what people want. And everything will just get watered down. You lose character because you've got crammed so much into a movie. Just I just wish they'd slow down a little bit and and you know and, and allow for good stories to happen and uh, the more people sort of harangue them about oh we, we need to see this character in that and that character in this i think we're kind of past all that now i think we should just st- stop pretending it'd be the greatest thing ever if all these worlds come together because i really don't think really don't see the the benefit of it sorry ran over no it's fair i agree um okay trailers um i'll say a wrinkle in time doesn't look like a kid's film and i think critically it's going to do really well and it's going to make no fucking money whatsoever yeah yeah i'd agree with that it's it just it it looks like it's just gonna go over too many people's heads 
Yeah, and I, I mean, to be fair, the visuals and the story, I'm actually, I'm more intrigued based on this than I was the, the previous one. But, mm. yeah, I, I I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems like it's going to, yeah, it's going to be like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's going to do like maybe a couple hundred million worldwide. Yeah, and people are going to go, why isn't this making more money? And you're going to say, well, because it's just not set up to do that well. Yeah, you know, so I don't know, we'll see. Noel, did you get to that one at all? Uh, I did, yeah, I saw it. I found it I found it fairly forgettable, really. Um, it, it seems watchable. It, it's got some interesting visuals going on in it. I'd watch it, yeah, but it's, I wouldn't rush to it. It's it's in the March John Carter slot, so mm. you know I, I I have to give it I have to give it some attention myself. Um, Is that not the Tomorrowland slot as well, though? Or? It, 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 oh, it might well have been actually. Well, I think it was yeah. actually, yeah. All right, well you know, colour me a fucking idiot. But speaking <laughs> of Tomorrowland, he's a trailer for Incredibles two, directed oh, God. by the the sequel that everyone would have been more interested in 10 years ago I, I just, why 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 the issue that i've got with it is i just don't give i don't give a shit about that baby if if that's kind of the focus of it we've had that like there was you know there was we, we found out that the baby had powers at the end of the incredibles and then there was that separate um short i think it was called jack attack or jack jack, jack, jack attack wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, and it just feels a bit like I don't know if if, if the fo- I don't know if the focus is that, but I'm just not that bothered about that. And I think you're right, Ian. It's like we we could have done with this a while ago now because a lot's just, happened since the last Incredibles movie, isn't it? Yeah, it just feels like that. Like Pixar have quite literally run out of ideas. Mm, yeah, and it, the thing is, the movies they make, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are people there with good new ideas. It's just they've become safe bankers. They've gone, well, no, we've already got half the fucking toys made for this. Mm. So we can just, we can sell something that that really should be in a fucking bargain bin by now. We can just fucking sell it again at $24.95. So it, it, it feels like, it feels more like Pixar... People need to admit that Pixar a long time ago just fucking sold their soul and their the creative integrity that they they claimed to have for so many years has just fucking gone. It almost feels a little bit as well, like you know, to back that up, the, they maybe felt that they didn't need an Incredibles, a second Incredibles film back then. Mm. They sort of, you know, this this was a standalone thing, and we're really happy with the way it is, but now that the well is a little bit dry. Um, maybe they've, you know, they're just sort of digging out what they can. Um, I just, I'm just not that enthused. And I, I would count, um, I would count The Incredibles probably as, if not my favourite Pixar movie, then probably my second favourite behind Wally. Um, so I should be excited for it, but it's just it feels like that time has got that time has passed. So I don't know. There's 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 good talk around uh, Coco though. I've heard some good things about that. Yeah. So 
Who knows? Who knows? It's almost it's almost like Pixar do one for them, one for me these days. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, what what else have we had this week? Um. Uh, the feels a bit Pete, dry at the moment. The Peter mm. Rabbit trailer. Yeah, that, that, I, I'm going to have to go see that, and I'm already fucking punching myself in the dick. Yeah, it's it, it's a bit like when it when I saw the trailer for that, I thought, oh great, so they've made Peter Rabbit a annoying little dick, um, and and then voiced him by an annoying dick, uh, and then Donald Gleeson turns up, and I thought, yeah, it just it, that just seems so obvious. It's just like the. Is he just collecting parts like this now? Yeah. It's a bit of an odd one, the Peter Rabbit franchise, though, because it's not, it's like, I mean, I know there's, there is a cartoon, there is a sort of TV series. Uh, Charlie doesn't really watch it, but I've seen sort of tiny bits of it. Um, but it's, the actual source material is very odd. So Claire's mum, um, Claire's mum re- obviously read Peter Rabbit books when she was a little kid, and she got Charlie the full sort of box of Peter Rabbit, um, Peter Rabbit yeah, books. Yeah, and the last time, that box as well. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, well a few months ago when we were up at Claire's mum's. Um, you know, I always read Charlie a story at bedtime, and those were by his bed in in uh, at Claire's mum's house. So I was like, oh, I'll pick one of these. So we picked one out and I read it and it was just the weirdest thing. It was the, the language is just so odd and the stories are just so odd. Like yep. they don't like you're reading it and you're a bit like, is this a ch- why would a child like this? <laughs> you, know, <so>. <laughs> you are reading it going. I'm, I'm reading it with Isabella going, Am I reading this right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, have exactly. I pronoun- yeah, have I exactly. missed something? Am I pronouncing yeah. these words wrong? <laughs> Are these That's actual? Am I speaking English at the moment, or is this just <laughs> it, 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 a collection like of that. syllables? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a hardcore fan base for the TV series that's going to transfer over. Um, I doubt that there's a hardcore fan base of children for the books. I could be wrong. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if this can turn a profit. I mean, Paddington is. It's is a, a Paddington similar, thing. Yeah, that's maybe. it. They've, they've gone for that vibe. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think we'll be rushing to it. It's not. It's not one that's on our uh, to-do list. Mm. Um, there's a new trailer for uh, Three Bar- Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Which uh, the more I see of that, the more I just cannot wait to fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. Uh, and, and Ian, there's another trailer I think you want to talk about, isn't there? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Hotel Transylvania free summer vacation. Uh, I'm, I'm into uh, it. Are you, are you, are you bagging into that? Yeah, no. Wait, what, what, what? Hotel Transylvania three. Yeah, there was a second one a couple yeah. of years back. Was there? <laughs> yeah. They're quite popular in our house as well. I could imagine taking taking Charlie to this one. Yeah, no. I, I, I didn't know there's, I didn't know there's a number two. It probably was yeah. number two. In fairness. Um, yeah I can imagine so uh, yes Uh, a film which I I just I I don't know looks like it was made by a can of rock star made human like just rampage Um, I just 
what in the what is the rock doing at the moment um yeah i mean he's doing jumanji welcome to the jungle and 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 and, and then he's doing rampage um yeah. and i he's he's got an ape mate called george and george gets big and then he's got to stop fucking what's his name from jeffrey dean morgan from probably trying to kill George. Yeah. And it and, and and George's big animal friends. I it just it looks I, it just looks like a joke. It actually looks like someone's it looks like Brad Payton has literally taken 150 million dollars of Warner Brothers money and just rubbed his ass with it and then and and, and I don't know, just thrown it back at them and just go and see what I can do with your money, you idiots. I it just I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It looks glorious, but it, it's I, I think it might actually be a signal of the end of days. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait. I mean, bring, bring on if the apocalypse is rampage, then you know I I embrace the the apocalypse. <laughs> You're fine with that. It just, it looks like the death of cinema. And it looks great. I, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, it just, it looks like you had train pulling into a station and then you had rampage. Start, end. <laughs> and the Godfather trilogy in between. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a theory about something about the. I think it's something to do with the fact that originally this this um, this video game rampage. The idea is that it's humans that turn into these monsters, whereas that's something that they've completely ignored for this one, mm. along with probably everything. I mean, it's you know, it's just just a, a movie with a few giant animals in it. Um, but I've heard a theory that maybe. Uh, what might happen is that the rock might turn into a giant and actually physically battle these 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 creatures. That I will see, like imagine a giant version of the rock, even more giant version of the rock, smashing other giant animals and creatures into other buildings. That could be that could be pretty watchable. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, though, yes, death of cinema, definitely. But if it does, <laughs> there's hope yet. We, you know, yeah, we, 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 we shall see. I, I, I mean, I am very, I'm giddy watching this trailer, um, and just the the slow motion, George, just I, how the Rock does it, I don't know, like. He, he must just be thinking of. He actually, literally, must be thinking of money when he's doing this stuff. I just think he's so confident that he wills success out of everything. It's yeah. like he just wills. He just wills everything to work out for him, and it kind of happens. But I mean, uh, like, uh, sorry, go on. It's good. Go on. We say. I was just gonna say, like, because Baywatch did not do very well. And yeah, but it, nobody's 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 talking about that. <laughs> it's just nobody, yeah, no, you're quite right. Nobody does remember Baywatch already. So mm. yeah, I liked I, Baywatch. I liked Baywatch. Oh, I liked we, Baywatch. We both, yeah. we both. Well, okay, yeah, there you go. But I don't know. It, it's I don't know. It's interesting. It's like 
the popularity of people these days, of, of movie stars these days, seems to depend more on, you know, what they do on social media and what meme-worthy stuff they can come out with rather than the material of the stuff they're making. Um, it's, I mean, like, what makes more of an impression these days? The Rock in Baywatch or The Rock on Graham Norton? Yeah, that's it. It, 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 it too, no, I mean, the thing is, with the Baywatch one, it was... I think he just thought, you know what? Fuck it. It'll be fun. I get to work with some cool people uh, and I get to... I get to kind of revive Baywatch, you know, and it didn't quite, it didn't quite pull off, but it didn't, it didn't lose money. It just didn't make quite as much as they'd hoped. Yeah, I, it, it, I don't know. It, it's Rampage. Like, I, it looks incredible, but it also looks like literally you'll walk out of the cinema and then the cinema will just disappear into a black hole. <laughs> I predict it's going to be it's going to be very entertaining but we can't go that was that was something <laughs> no it, it's going to be it's going to be entertaining and I'm going to question life choices um, <laughs> so you know we, we, we shall see speaking of questioning life choices um, shall we get on to our main review sure yeah. thing okay so Uncle Boonmi who uh, can recall his past lives too colon Justice League Directed by Apachat Bong Weir Sifakul, um, and I believe written by him as well in a, in a stunning turn of events. Um, starring uh, Henry Cavill in the opening credits, and in it because of his tash, everyone knows he's in it, whether you actually know. One person in work asked me on Monday morning, is Superman in Justice League? Did you did you respond with Are you a fucking idiot? No, I didn't because he would take that very much the wrong way. Um, did you respond with Are you a fucking idiot? No, because I have had feedback at work about <laughs> certain conversations I've I've had with people, and <laughs> that's not something that would be for the best for me. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, how about just how about just responding with what part of all in do you not fucking understand? Yeah, that, that, what part of you can't save the world alone in the tagline and the yes is yeah. the Superman logo. The yes is the Superman logo. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, hey, there, there you go. Not everybody is as. And what part of the end of ba- what part of the end of Batman versus Superman where it was really clear that Superman was still alive? Like, you know, we'll get on to that. Well, yes, we, we will get on to that because it was clear in that. Um, right. You can recall his past lives too. Colon Justice League. What's it about? Um, Superman's dead. Oh, yeah, other people are in this film as well. Other people like Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and uh, Jeremy Irons and Ray as Fisher. Miller. Or Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, yeah. Yeah, okay, Ray Fisher. Um, uh, 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 Kieran Hines, um, Amy Adams, Diane Lane, and and others. Um, and a blink and a blink and you'll miss it performance from J.K. Simmons. My God, he was literally in maybe thirty seconds of that film. 
I forgot yeah. he was in it until you just said that. Um, exactly. I genuinely forgot he was in it. Um, as a key, as a key character as well. As, as Commissioner Gordon, um, yeah. Oscar-winning J.K. Simmons as you'll genuinely forget he was actually in the film Commissioner Gordon. Right, Superman is dead. He's fucking dead. And everyone needs hope. And who's going to provide hope? Mopey Fat Man. And his gang of misfit toys. Including Mopey Cyborg. Eating Flash. Mopey Wonder Woman. And whiskey drinking Aquaman. So, you've got a woman mourning the death of her beloved for the last 80 years. You've got an alcoholic fish man. You've got a hyperactive teen. You've got a mopey cyborg man. And you've got mopey Batman. Together, they will inspire the world and defeat the evil, evil Steppenwolf. Who wants to turn everything into the last boss level of a PlayStation 2 game. And then Superman may or may not come back. And this time he has to do battle with the biggest foe he's ever faced. His non-existent facial hair. Justice League. You can recall his past lives too, directed by Apatop on Weir Sabacle with reshoots by Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. Noel, what did you think? Right. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a weird review, probably, because uh, we're going to get into all the things that are wrong with it. And there are many, many things wrong with this film. Um, it's, it's the topic du jour is talking about all of the, the, the you know, the terrible things uh, associated with this film and how bad it's going to do uh, and stuff like that. Um and, and, and as much as I know that, as much as I accept that there are things, many things, very wrong with this film, um, I, I can't think of a film I've enjoyed more this, this year. <laughs> I, I, just had, <laughs> I just had such a good time with it. Um, it's been on my mind constantly since I saw it. Um, and... I desperately want to see it again. I, 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 I very nearly went again on Sunday night, oh, but I just, just couldn't do it uh, just because of time and, and responsibilities. And um, well, I will see it again uh, before it leaves cinema at some point this week, probably. Um, it's funny just because there's, you know, I think what happened is I went into this. I went into this with, the, with totally the right, totally the right mindset. Um, uh, it starts off. It doesn't start off in the strongest way because it it puts right up front um, something that is you know one of the big problems with the film, which is the the infamous moustache, um, and it's quite clear. Um, but to give you an idea of. To give you an idea of my attitude going into this film, I'm very, I don't enjoy going to the cinema, generally speaking. If it's a film that I care about, or if it's a comic book movie, let's face it, um, I get very agitated. I get very worried about people sitting near me, about that people, these people over here are going to have their phone on. Some people are going to start talking. There's some teenagers at the back, they're going to be yelling, it's going to distract me. 
need to immerse myself in this film and I'm, I just can't have anything mess with that. Uh, the curtains haven't come all the way back on the screen. Why is there still a bit of curtain over the screen? Is this screen too dark? Is the projector on properly? Like all of these, like I have real problems with, you know, I'm a nightmare when it's like a new Avengers film and stuff like that because all these things stress me out. To give you an idea of my attitude to this, uh, going into this film, film starts. I can hear people are relatively quiet. There's been a couple of sort of noisy kids at the back, but they are just kids. Lights go down, film comes on. Things are relatively quiet. I'm sat pretty much on my own. There's another guy a couple of rows back, but I'm sat pretty much right down the front where I always sit. Warner Brothers logo comes up, and underneath it, it says uh, captions by whatever they're called. So there's white captions at the bottom of the screen. So I looked at that, and I was like, fuck, I'm in the captioned version of this. I've, I've turned up at the captioned version of this film. There's going to be subtitles all the way through it. And then it started and it was like, yep, yeah, there's subtitles. There's going to be big white subtitles across the bottom of the screen all the way through this film. It's going to feel a little bit like I've downloaded the legal version of it off the internet. And I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. And, and I just sort of went with it. Now, when I came home and I told Claire that that happened, she was like, what? You didn't immediately go out and start screaming at people. You didn't like have a meltdown. I was just like, no, because I was just like, I'm here. I've got a little hip flask full of whiskey. I've got some snacks. I want to see the Justice League, like having a little adventure. And I just kind of went with it. I think it's a film that where we are in the DCEU, I have huge problems as anybody who's listened to this or, or spoke to me on Twitter will know huge problems with the DCEU so far. I think they've been huge, huge misfires. I don't like Man of Steel um, I like Wonder Woman, but I don't quite like it as much as everybody else. Suicide Squad is an absolute mess. Batman versus Superman is atrocious. Um, but I find myself here now, sitting in front of the Justice League, and thinking to myself, well, for better or worse, these are the superheroes we've got. This is the Batman we've got, which, I, you know, I, I don't mind this Batman. This is the Wonder Woman we've got, and that's great this is the Superman we've got, but he's not going to be in it very much at the start. And we've got these other cool new characters to bring into the, bring into the mix as well. So let's have it. Like, what have you got? Show me some stuff. Like let's, let's have some fun, smash some bad guys. And that's exactly what I got. And it's, it's, it's a problematic film. There's loads of things wrong with it that we'll get into, but I had the most amazing time watching it. Even about 10 minutes into the film, I sat there and I just had a big smile on my face and I thought, fuck, I'm really enjoying this. I don't know what to do with that. What, why, why is this happening? So, yeah, I loved it. I, I had more fun with this than I had with Thor Ragnarok, which is nuts. I, I, okay, right. This is, this is good. <laughs> This and this the, is where it all goes downhill. Go on. The, 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 this is the death of dude and the monkey. Um, <laughs> Mark, what, 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 did, what did you think of Justice League? Well, it's 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 a bit shit, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Justice League. Yeah, it's a bit is. shit. Um, it, it, when it started and you have that um, that that thing that looks like looks like um, 
somebody recorded it on their phone. Literally, somebody recorded it on their phone. I, um, I, whoa, I whoa, think... whoa, 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 whoa. Joss Whedon recorded it on his phone. That's true. Yeah, I, 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 don't, reckon, right. I don't reckon Joss Whedon recorded it on his phone. I reckon somebody else recorded it on um, on Joss Whedon's phone. No, well, you he, could tell it well, had a real buffy, had a real buffy feel yeah, about this. While while he was while he was kind of yeah, um, and you're looking at it going, oh my god, that top lip, oh my god, holy fuck, <laughs> look at that top fucking lip. Why am I watching CGI seventies John Travolta as Superman? What the fuck's going on? And um, also, um, in scenes in a field where. Donna like noticed that like the corn's not even all swaying in the same direction. It's like it's literally it's like someone's just below camera just like wiggling the corn about. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I think it was Zack Snyder wanted the corn to go left and Joss Whedon wanted it to go right, <laughs> and so it's just going everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, why? Uh, the thing is, and I'll say I, I'll, I'll get to my point by the end of it. But you've got Hugo Boss advert Batman. Yeah. You've got Jason Momoa doing a wonderful thing where where all I could think when we first get Jason Momoa, who I really enjoyed in it because it's Jason Momoa, yeah. um, where he takes his coat off and throws it down and I thought, that's a fucking waste of a really nice coat. And then he <laughs> takes his shirt I was just thinking to myself... Where's he going to get his... Is he just going to leave his clothes there for when he next yeah. comes back? Or does he have to get a new set of clothes every time he comes back? Does he have to wait in the water and shout to somebody from the water, excuse me, can you get me some clothes? Like, all yeah. these things. <laughs> but then he, he takes his shirt off, and I thought, right, he's taking his shirt off. Fair enough, it's Jason Momoa. If, if, if I was out for a beer with Jason Momoa, at some point I would be thinking, God, I fucking hope he takes his shirt off. And then he doesn't take his trousers off, and I thought... Hang on a minute, that doesn't make sense. He can't wear, oh, I better take off this thin cotton shirt because I don't want it weighing me down in the fucking sea. Oh, but I, I will leave on these heavy corduroy pants. I will leave these on because, you know, I, these are fine. These are fine. I'm a fish man who needs these on. And for, also, he's pissed. If he's going skinny dipping, he's going to take his fucking... But anyway, so I got past that. Cyborg is just fucking... When you've got Ezra Miller in your film and and the basketball playing black dude is the most fucking emo character in it something's fucking wrong with that mm. and and then they just they managed to make fucking Wonder Woman mopey and she wasn't mopey before she was kind of cool and a little bit kind of like you know fish out of water now she's just fucking just miserable and just so fucking DCU um, that that fucking bothered me. And it just, I, it's, but what I'll say is I, I kind of enjoyed it, but was all the way through it going, oh God, this is so shit. How have they spent $300 million taken, you know, $300 million got a load of what is really quite talented people together and made a film that is so all over the fucking place and so hideously ugly. But it's under, it's, it's around two hours, so I've not got a problem with it because I know, I, I know that it's going to finish soon. 
I um I only started enjoying it about an hour and a half in. Um, problem because that's like seventy five percent of the film. Um, yeah, I was genuinely bored for massive periods of this film. Um, but when they all get together and when they're working together towards the end, I found it quite fun. And I know this is a common thing, but it did feel like the most Superman Superman has been in a while. Mm. And I liked the Superman of Man of Steel and I did not like the Superman of Batman versus Superman. I liked the Superman of Justice League, even though he was different. Um, I thought there were a few decent chuckles, but the action was spectacularly uninteresting. Um, <laughs> and Becky's just messaged me saying, you leave shirtless for more alone. It's what people want. <laughs> no, no, and it is. It is. Everyone wants shirtless Momoa. That fucking sequence set to the White Stripes song where he is striding out into the ocean just pounding yep. that bottle of whiskey is fucking incredible. That is great. What isn't did you great? Not like the, did you not like the action scene on Themyscira with the horses and the running away with the boxes? No. Not particularly. No, no I, I, I didn't. I, 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 I really didn't get on with that bit. I was thinking... The, right, so far, right, the Amazonians have not really done very well because it's like they're trained warrior women and they look fucking cool and then they got beat by World War One Germans and Ario Speedwagon Demon. Do you know, really do you know quite what? easy. Somebody somebody pointed this out and this this is this is great. I'm not gonna this was on a separate podcast, I'm not gonna try and claim this for my own. But there's a point where uh, Steppenwolf where um, Batman's vehicle fires a missile at him and he grabs hold of it and he looks at the missile and he goes, oh, humans with your primitive technology. It's like, mate, half an hour ago, some, they were firing arrows at you. Like, <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> why, you, why do you think this missile's so backwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, and to be fair, mate, you're, you know, <laughs> that's not... There there are a million things like that, just like that, that are ridiculous about this film. And if you want to pick apart those little things, there are more than there's more than enough to go around. And that there's, you know, is it, it almost it, is it almost like no like like it was made by two fucking people who couldn't be more worlds apart in the way that they fucking. Maybe. And maybe, yeah. And it, you know what? The thing I mean, the thing is, it's a lot of a lot of this comes down a lot of my enjoyment of this probably comes down to the many things that it's not. Um it's not as ugly as Batman versus Superman. I don't think it's anywhere near as mopey. I didn't get that mopey vibe necessarily as much as, as you did. It's nowhere near as Sorry. It's not. It's nowhere near as confused uh, and, and, and on a story level as as Batman versus Superman. It's not. It, it's not as far away from the characters as 
Batman versus Superman was and Man of Steel was. So a lot of things come down to what it's not. I think it was a, a very smart move for them to, even though it wasn't a decision made by either of the directors on this, but taking Superman out of the equation and bringing him back as someone else, bringing him back as a different person effectively, that works, that helps. I think setting him up with that initial, you know, having him up front at the beginning with the the dodgy the dodgy lip and, you know, suggesting that he is a character with a message of hope helps in the 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 capsule of this film, just purely within the capsule of this film, it helps set that up and it helps say, all right, this is the character that's coming back. So even though he does actually feel a little bit like he's slightly irritated by the kids who are asking him questions and it's not quite Superman enough, it's just, it's a nice, you know, you know that that's what's coming back. So taking Superman out of the equation, bringing him back as someone else, changing Batman's character to be way less mopey and, um, you know, uh, and, and, and making him a little bit different definitely helps. He's now somebody who... We are told again within the capsule of this movie, he's you know he's seen hope and he's he's changed his attitude towards a few things and he's less of a miserable grumpy old twat. Now I can I can forgive the films of the past if that's what we're getting now. I'm not going to be one of those people that goes you know that, that well I am going to be one of those people because I've got a few notes here that actually do that. But I don't think lingering on the things that it contradicts from the other films is necessarily helpful really if you're looking at whether or not you actually like the film i think forgiving what has gone in the past and going all right well what's this movie doing i think that's what helped me that's what that's what helped win that's what helped it win me over i think yeah also another 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 funny point as well did anybody notice what the most prominent product placement was in this film Mercedes, a razor. How funny is that? <laughs> There's a moment where Bruce Wayne is using a Gillette razor, yeah, really is. slowly while wearing yeah. while wearing a shirt that I, while wearing clothes that I wouldn't even wear to a wedding. Like he's wearing the most crisp, fresh shirt and a waistcoat, and he's having a shave with a Gillette yeah. razor. And it's just yeah, the fact that it's so prominent and it's a fucking razor is just brilliant yeah <laughs> i um I, I i i've got i've got a couple of questions that i'm hoping someone can put to bed for me um when they're all fighting superman when he first comes out um why why isn't anybody looking after the box yes that is a problem um and also why are those boxes cracking open in the first place I think that's just because um, Steppenwolf is kind of after them. He's using the boom tubes to kind of get to them. And I think that's, it's just a sort of disruption. A simpler question uh, Mm. to answer perhaps might be if Steppenwolf is here on earth now to destroy the earth because Superman is dead, why didn't he do that in the thousands of years before Superman got here? Like what's what, what was he waiting for? That's a very, that's a very, very, very good point. How yeah. where, how did he find them as well? Because I thought they were like the one. That well, they, like, I, yeah. One of them was being guarded by the Amazonians. One of them yeah. was being guarded 
by who? Oh, Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman's peeps. Uh, and then one of them was being hidden by men, but then um, what's his name found him? Cyborg found him. Um, Cyborg only found it after the first two were found. So how did they, the first two get found? Uh, well, he just he just turned up, didn't he? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. If, if that's if it's literally just he just turned up, that's cool. I just well, this, I wondered they, if there was anything. The the action scene that you get, the action scene that you get on Themyscira, it's not explained. It's just he's found he's found us. He's here, and we're trying to get away with the with these boxes and put them into this place in a safe place before he before he gets here so it's not it's not explained uh i I might sound like i'm spinning but i'm not really that arsed like it's to be honest with you the whole um the whole mother box thing or martha box thing if you like oh Uh, god it should have been called a martha box yeah okay (laughs) the whole um mother box thing really it's a shame that they have they did decide to go with the sort of multiple MacGuffins, you know, equals end of days thing, because that's basically what Marvel have with the infinity stones, infinity gauntlet, infinity war thing. So that yeah, whole, my, MacGuffin my, my is brain not, just changed mother boxes to infinity cubes. Every time they mention yeah. them, it's, it's unfortunate because it's just, it's, it's kind of lazy. And the whole Steppenwolf thing is incredibly lazy too, because he's, he's a bit shit and they don't, really tie him into dark side very much it feels like a lot of that was cutting room floor stuff so you know it's yeah i've got a couple of other questions do you want to hear my other questions yeah so question number one batman knows who arthur curry is he knows who aquaman is he's just been looking at a photograph of him in the bat cave with alfred also he's painted on the wall so why does he offer him to pounds? to step like to 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 allow him to talk to arthur curry or to point him towards arthur curry like why is he pretending he doesn't know who, who aquaman is because he's i think, I, 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 I think he just likes showing off i think like showing off how much money he's got second question batman doesn't know what barry allen's superpower is despite the fact that he's seen the cctv footage that was in um that was in Lex Luthor's specially designed folders uh, previously. Uh, he's seen that CCTV footage. It's not rocket science what he's doing. So he doesn't know what Barry Allen's superpower is, apparently. And then he gets there and throws a fucking batarang at his head. Why would you do that if you don't know? This could just be a kid. Like, what is, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's um, differently. It's a fair point. Yeah. yeah, you get the feeling that there's been other kids that he's gone to that have had like that he thought had superpowers that are now having <laughs> a fucking bury. Yeah, Alfred's currently burying them back at the back cave. All the kids that he's accidentally <laughs> he throwing batarangs at people, Master Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our fourth Justice League. <laughs> that's a good time. Yeah, it's there's a thing, you know, I think one of the main things like that, the ridiculous things that, again, I'm saying I I don't want to linger on personally because I don't think it helps with whether or not you enjoy the film. But it just it is a film that sort of takes it takes what it wants from what's gone before and completely ignores 
what it doesn't want. So the whole thing about, you know, the the the, the earth moving on Superman's uh, coffin at the end of the, the Batman and Superman is just completely ignored. So that, you know, these films don't work as a, uh, these films don't work as a sort of semi-sequels because that is just defunct now. That doesn't matter. Um, the idea that Bruce Wayne, who is the person that said, you know, if there's a one in a million chance that this guy is in any way a threat to humanity, he must be killed, is now saying, if there's a one in a million chance that we can bring him back to life, we must bring him back to life. Mm. Which, which does make you think that that how has Bruce Wayne still got all of his money if he's such a terrible gambler? <laughs> but, but wait, Alfred, if we put all of our money on this horse, we'll win yeah. a shitload. <laughs> no, that's, for a start off, that's not a horse, that's a picture of a horse. I'm going to put it all on this one. Yeah, maybe he's got a huge gambling. His better account must be shit. I guarantee you, Alfred. Alfred has just has just set up a separate website that's owned by the Wayne Corporation that he keeps betting on and just keeps he just keeps getting the profits back from the other side. He's like, "Yes, Master Wayne, I did put that eight billion dollar bet on for you." Oh, did I tell you that 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 bat fucking bat fucking whatever it's going to be called bat bet is doing amazingly well at the moment. Mm. I, I just it's a film that starts with that fucking opening title sequence with that song and ends with a mid-credit thing where Superman and the Flash have a race it's that's, that's a comic book callback though in fairness that's kind of been a there's been an ongoing thing throughout the history of comics as to whether who's faster Superman oh, versus oh. The Flash. So, oh, 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 don't get, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure it's totally consistent with the comics, but it, it almost, I, I, I know, like the situation was what the situation was, but it almost feels like a passing of the baton, but within the same fucking film, like from like one like creative mind to another, for like, maybe like future DC films, but all within the same piece. And it, it just tonally then. Sorry? You mean tonally? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it just you know, I mean obviously Snyder was told to kind of like try and lighten things up and whatnot. And you know, his shot stuff does have jokes in and whatnot. But it's also got the miserablest stuff. Like like you were saying, Mark, earlier on, like Wonder Woman, she's she's I mean she's just the one who looks after all the boys, basically. And it's such a fucking reduction on the character from Wonder Woman. And to be fair, kind of from Batman versus Superman as well. Um, yeah, like she's this kind of like fierce, independent woman who comes in and helps save the day. And then in Wonder Woman, she's fucking just fantastic. And then with with Justice League, it's oh Bruce, you know, blah, blah, blah. oh Cyborg, yeah, you know, just I I don't know it. it it, that doesn't work. And But when they're all together... You need a glue, though, don't time. you? Sorry? I think you need, you, if you're going to have this desperate... If you're going to have this disparate sort of group where you've got one... I mean, for me, Batman is kind of... He's headstrong, and as we've kind of pointed out, he's a little bit irrational um, and liable to sort of make rash decisions. 
I think you've got Flash, who's young and doesn't really understand his powers yet. Um, you've got Cyborg, who's I actually really kind of liked the Cyborg thing and the fact that he had some, the fact that he sort of had personal traumas. You know, we didn't get to the bottom of them in this film. I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of them because there is, I will say it right now, there is never going to be a Cyborg film. Um, but I quite liked the fact that he was part of the team and he was, you know, there was there was more going on under the surface with him. So I think, you know, you need a glue. You have to have somebody who brings the team together. And I think out of those characters, Wonder Woman is the one who has, she's been around the longest. She's had the most experience. She is... Uh, she is someone who's level-minded and knows her own mind. She is someone who understands that there is, you know, there is evil to be defeated. Her whole thing about sort of defeating war from, from Wonder Woman. It makes sense that she's the one that sort of holds the team together, I think. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think on the surface of it, pitching her as kind of the mother of the group and it's, oh, you cheeky boys. But I didn't get it as that. I got it as the one that actually out of this group of, of, of quite damaged sort of people, she's the one who's probably the most balanced. Again, mm. I may be spinning. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, if, if you know, if if you liked it, you're you're willing to let things go. I mean, we, I think we do that oh, yeah, on, on the yeah. show all the time. You know, so it, that, that 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 that's one hundred percent understandable. Um, it, it just. it's you compare it to something like the avengers which just felt fully formed you already knew the characters it was fun seeing the pre-existing characters all coming together and it was a laugh you know Mm. justice league but they've not the problem is they've not that's the problem though i mean that this universe has not worked so far Mm. and i think what we've ended up with here is very clearly this is a melting pot it's a melting pot in terms of you know ideas and tone and 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 stuff like that but what we've had in the past that didn't work this is the film that's making a few clunky decisions to get it to a better place now i'm prepared to let go a lot clearly (laughs) i'm prepared to let a lot of things go and look at the positives and say it works better as a story. It's got more interesting characterization going on in it. And that's more aligned with, with the comic book characters. It's, it's got fun in there as well. Um, it's got a lot of the things working for it that the other films did not have excluding wonder woman, I think probably, um, you know, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of the problems that a lot of the other films had as well. So, Tonally, there's tonal problems. Bad guy, the bad guy is a problem, as was a problem in Wonder Woman, let's not forget. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a mixing, it's a melting pot of stuff and not all of it works. But if this is the film that help, that has to sort of make a few harsh turns that maybe are a little bit jarring that get us to a DCEU in the future that works a little bit better then I'm all right with it as long as it's fun to watch for the two hours that I'm spending with it. And that that's kind of what's happened with it for me, with it for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of that, 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 that sound was the sound of, well, 
that's okay. That's fine. You're wrong, but that's that's fine. No, no, totally. It was. You know, yeah. I, it's um, I I I am. I, I, quite frankly, I'm flabbergasted that this is probably the most positive you've ever been on a comic book movie on this show. The last is, time, the, the last time you were this positive about a movie on the a comic movie on the show, I believe it was X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah, I loved that. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, all, that's what I like. All, all the, 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 there's a there's a pattern emerging here. <laughs> it's yeah. It's I know it's an expectations thing though, and it's a it's you know it's an expectation and an investment thing like. The comic book movies that I like the most are the ones that I have the least investment in and the the, the least expectation from. I think I didn't expect too much from Doctor Strange and I loved it. Um, I didn't expect too much from Deadpool and I loved it. Uh, you know, I, maybe you know a lot of this has to do with expectations and, and, and investment in characters. And, Basically, uh, well, that that's not that's not to ignore a lot of the fun stuff that was in it. There was a lot of fun stuff that I just had a good time with. So, fuck Black Panther, New Mutants is going to be the film of 2018. Probably, yeah. Come on, man. The Aquaman sat on the lasso of truth. You didn't enjoy that? I, I could enjoy that. I fucking <laughs> loved that bit. That was great. Because I didn't know what was happening until I was like, ah. It was great. There was some good funny shit in it. Yeah. There was also a lot of shit in it. Mm. but even the moments that bothered me in the trailer because this is the thing like my cop my 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 um my complaint about oh my complaint about thor ragnarok is that will you just ease up on the gags not every second line needs to be a gag i think when when you've got something like this you can have moments of levity in a film that has some uh, you know, it has some stakes. Maybe the stakes aren't quite as um, quite as well cooked as you would like them to be, but it does have some stakes in there. It does have some uh, some structure and and things are a bit serious. We are genuinely worried that this might be the end of days, as opposed to Thor Ragnarok, where it doesn't really seem like it's that much of a big deal. Um, you know, you can have that, but you can have moments of levity and you can have moments of fun. You can have uh the moment that flash realizes that there's somebody else who is as fast as him you can have aquaman and the lasso of truth you can have a little bit of the batman score that you remember from 1989 and loved and have, have hummed your entire life um you know you can have the, the 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 fun of seeing individual fight scenes with batman on the roof at the beginning and then wonder woman in the bank um it's you know it's got it's got its moments of levity and it's got its moments of fun to break things up as opposed to everything just needing to be fun. So it's a good balance of stuff. Man. I can't wait to see it again. Okay. Okay. All right. It's shit. They do need more JK sevens though. I mean, what the fuck? I felt no. bad for him. That was, they must've just cut some stuff out. They, like, uh, them, yeah. Well, they, they, they fully cut out like William Defoe and people like that, didn't they? Yeah. God, yeah, he was supposed to be in it, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Shot and everything and just fucking cut him out. You do have to wonder what the Snyder version was. 
you do have to wonder if they'll ever actually release the Snyder no, Cut. They won't. There's, there's no way. There's no way. The right. cinematographer of the, the cinematographer of this has come out now and said he wants to see Snyder's Cut released as well. Yeah, because he didn't fucking shoot any of the weed and stuff. Even <laughs> the weed and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Be fair no, no, he didn't. I'm just wondering. Sorry. I was just thinking maybe because of the situation, um, maybe they'll be more willing to, to, to put it out somewhere. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I think this is probably the... I I think this might be the last time that we see Zack Snyder's name in, in a key, in a sort of director role. I think you might see him as a producer in the future, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be... He's taking a break for a few years, I think. Yeah. Oh, has it? Yeah, right. Okay. He's 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 done with DC, I think. I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating to see what happens now. Um, like it just, I think this is. I mean, no, I understand you liked it. I think generally, this kind of seems to have killed off any anticipation for any future Justice League type stuff. Mm. Um, And I mean, it kind of seems like Cyborg's done already. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think people got, still want a Wonder Woman. I think I think people are still hungry for the Aquaman movie as well. Yeah, I mean, Aquaman's pretty much done, so you know they they may as well do that. And one, I mean, so it's Aquaman next year. Wonder Woman's in twenty nineteen. Year away as well. Yeah. So yeah, but then beyond that, what's going to happen? I mean, you're going to have the well, we've not got- Batman at some point. We've not got an Aquaman for until sort of the end of next year, so that's a bloody long time away. So we've got time to sort of get our ducks in a row and, and figure out what needs to be done. Um, the Flash movie, although that's been sort of passed around, they have announced that it's going to be Flashpoint. So Flashpoint is a very ambitious storyline that could mess about with time in a quite interesting way. So if they get that right, it could work, and the you know, people are positive about Ezra Miller as the as the Flash. You know, it feels like people like Aquaman. It feels like people like the Flash. It feels like people generally like Ben Affleck. Whether he sticks around is another thing entirely. Um, so, and obviously, people love Wonder Woman. So, uh, I, I mean, you know, the focus at the moment is how much money is this going to lose, and how much of a disappointment is it, and how much of that is because of the film. How much is that of that is because of rumors around mustaches and, um, you know, uh, multiple voices on the direction. I think when all is said and done, they've got enough time to, to, to just reconfigure this a little bit. Now they've made it very clear that they're not really asked about consistency. They're not really asked about sort of, um, you know, keeping to all the rules that they're setting up. So why not, man? Let's just, Let's just sit out now and wait for an Aquaman movie, which will probably be good because it's also directed by James Wan, and 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 let's see what happens. I'm 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 positive about the DCEU. There you go. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yep. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk that the Justice League, the much maligned Justice League movie, has changed you to a positive yeah. mood about the DCEU? <laughs> We've also got we've also got a Nightwing movie coming along, and you know what? If that Nightwing movie works, it's directed by the guy who did the the, the Lego Batman movie. If that Nightwing movie works, and it sounds like he's you know he intentionally kept uh, Chris McKay, is it 
intentionally kept um, any news from the Nightwing movie uh, being mentioned around the, you know, the, the the announcement around the DCU slate and stuff because he wanted to sort of take it away from the Justice League and go over here and think about it. And it sounds like he's taking it very seriously. I love Nightwing as a character. I think there's real potential to do a good Nightwing, especially when we've not really got a Batman at the moment because we've got this Batman who's been doing it for 20 years and, you know, the, the character and the actual actor don't really want to, neither of them want to be doing this. So I think there's a lot of potential for an Aquaman. We've got Batgirl on the horizon potentially if Joss Whedon doesn't get sacked um, for being Joss Whedon. Um you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can potentially like. The worst of the DCEU, I feel, is over now. So, reasons to be cheerful, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I like it. it yeah. Kind of feels like they've gotten through the obligations, and um, now now they can um, they can go, yeah they can get on now, can't they? Yeah. There's, maybe there's an opportunity to, t- to take it away from, you know, if, if what we're saying is the Justice League didn't work, then that's fine. Maybe one of the things that differentiates the DCEU is they ha- their, their standalone movies work a little bit better and they're not necessarily concerned with bringing the Justice League together all the damn time. You know, if the Aquaman movie works, if the Nightwing movie works, if the next Wonder Woman movie works, um, if Batgirl works, then, you know, maybe further down the line, five, six, seven years time down the line, we think about doing some sort of Justice League or some sort of team up that that goes under a different brand. Um, but for now, let's just get, you know, they've, 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 they've rushed into this. Everybody knew that it was a mistake for them to rush into this. And I think they're sort of reaping, um, reaping what they sow a little bit up until this point. So there's no reason why, there's no reason why it can't be fixed. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Good. I, I mean, the, the film's definitely shit, and I'm 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 glad you liked it, Noel. But like, I I do have to wonder about you. Um, <laughs> what are you saying, Mark? Oh, it's shit. <laughs> Sorry, it is it, it, shit. Don't wrong. Can I just clarify? Can I just clarify? What's the definition of a geostorm? Is it I liked it, but it's shit? Yeah. yeah. All right, it's definitely a geostorm, and oh, this is the definition of a geostorm. Okay. <laughs> I know it's. I know it's not good. You know, I know it's not a good movie, but I fucking really liked it. So, I, I was close to geostorm, but then I remembered that bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't, I don't hate it. It didn't offend me or anything like that. It's just a bit shit. You know so it's a bit shit, but you liked it. I don't think I liked it enough for it to count as a geostorm. You know, we've got, we haven't pointed out the fucking reverse Martha that we got, or the reverse Martha Plus that we got, where Superman is about to fucking kill Batman. And then Lois Lane gets out of the car and goes, Clark. Yeah. So it is a little bit like a Martha Plus. Yeah, Eh, I I think that's fair. Um, Okay, all right. Whew. Okay, Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, and other <laughs> subtitle, directed by uh, directed by Chris Smith. Um, actually, I'll tell you what, I'm busting for a pee. Sorry, guys. Um, do you do you guys want to start it off? Um, well, I'll 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 do, yeah. drink, actually. 
Oh, sorry. Go on. You talk. I've got wireless headphones on, Mark, if you don't mind the kettle that's going in the background. Okay, I'll be back in a sec. Um, uh, Kick us off, Mark. Nice one. Yes, so uh, Jim and Andy um, is, well, it's the story of um, Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman in the Man on the Moon film. The footage that Jim Carrey um, had shot that has been sealed in his office for, for 20 years. Um, we've also got Jim Carrey as a, as a talking head kind of answering questions and it's almost like a quasi-documentary about um, both his career up to that point and um, the influences of Andy Kaufman on his career at that point and why he, he so uh, modelled himself around that but then also looks at the differences between that. Uh, and what was interesting about these, uh, this documentary footage um, is that Jim Carrey essentially feels that Andy Kaufman inhabited him uh, throughout the shooting, so went full method and would only be um, made everybody speak to him as Andy um, and also as Tony Clifton uh, and Andy Kaufman character throughout um, and refused for anybody to uh, acknowledge him as Jim uh, through there um yeah hilarity ensued in, in uh, through that um so for just for jim carrey though for no one else well no hilarity for anyone I, 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 i'm not even sure if jim carrey actually found it uh, amusing I, I, it's um it's interesting in, in the fact that it does seem a little bit like uh it, it was jim carrey basically allowing this documentary to be made was a bit like him saying, look, look, I'm really quite a fucked up guy, so can I be excused for anything fucking weird that I might have done in the past 20 years? Because I've got a lot of fucking problems. I might be funny, and I might have made some great movies in 1994, uh, specifically. (laughs) But, which was fucking, that was the thing that fucking blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. Was it Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all in the same fucking year? Really? Yeah, they were all released in the same year. Jesus, that's quite a year, isn't it? And you look at it going, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. That is... For anybody to have three hit movies in a year is quite impressive. For anybody to have three hit movies, those three fucking movies is is insane. Yeah. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, the whole 94, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, What did you think of of Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond? No. It's a, it's, yeah, it's it's a funny film. I was, I was fascinated by the trailer that I saw a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on here, actually, when we were talking about uh, Thor Ragnarok. So I was definitely very, very interested to see this. Um, It's a funny one because you sit there and you watch Jim Carrey behaving like this. And Jim Carrey, as, as, as crazy as a guy as he is, he also seems like he's kind of a nice guy. So you can see, yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he's had such hits and he was so hot at that point from 1994. Um, you know, the cable guy I think was not quite as well received, but he'd also done liar liar. He'd done the Truman show. So he would just come pretty much off the back of the Truman show. And it really felt like he elevated himself to something else. So you can kind of see 
um, you can kind of see why people would be willing to let him get away with quite a bit. Mm. Um, but having said that, you kind of watch this and, you know, you, you, you split between, well, is this someone who, um, deserves to be given the opportunity to explore his craft in this way? Or is this workplace harassment? And should we not allow anybody to behave like this? So it's it's an odd one. I mean, yeah, there's there's moments in there where you just really, really feel for everybody involved. And there's one moment in particular where Danny DeVito looks up at this looks at the camera and you can just see it etched on his face that he is just like, fuck this guy seriously uh, yeah the, 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 so I'm trying to remember which bit it is but yeah there, there is a specific bit where he, he, he yeah. you almost it's feel like he's got, early on I think where he's got a around. little bit pissed off with yeah. his bullshit I think it's when he when he's he, he's having a go at uh, Milas Farman I think yeah yeah I think it's one of the scenes quite early on where they're where they're on the set of uh, well on the set of the set of Taxi if that makes sense Yes. So, so uh, like, I think it's quite early on around there. And, you know, there's a couple of bits later on where you see other people sort of reacting a little bit or, you know, there's there's people off camera where suddenly Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey, there's rare moments where you see Jim Carrey talking as Jim Carrey. And then he sort yeah. of slips into, um, what's the character called? Uh, Tony Clifton. He slips into Tony Clifton. And there's people off camera that are going, oh, no, no, we don't want to see no, don't. No, we don't want to see Tony today, sort of thing. You can really feel the sort of the pain that this that this set must have been, and the moments where you know people are saying to him, "Look, people are going to fucking sue us when this when this whole yeah. thing's over." And you have to kind of want, you know, you have to kind of look at it and go, "Well, this is harassment, and if I behaved like this at work, I would lose my job." and probably quite rightly like it's you know he's kind of bullying people in the yeah. workplace it's not I mean, it's not cool. i mean the, the the fascinating thing about about this documentary which uh, to its detriment i think is the fact that it is so one-sided it's and yeah. in a way it's like it's just presenting the footage and making you make up your own mind but at the same mm-hmm. time like when it cuts to the the, the kind of the, the present day stuff of of jim carrey like they don't really poke him, poke him, and 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 uh, like interrogate him enough as to why he was doing it. And at the same time, you don't really get anybody saying, you know, it was a part of his process and he ma- it made the film better as a result. It it's mm. it's more just actor is high off his own supply, sees how yeah. much he can fuck with people, and the answer mm. is a lot because they all are trying to. Because he's Jim Carrey, you know, yeah. That that that's basically it. And and Jim Carrey at that point was pretty much untouchable. There's a moment just at the end as well when uh, they're ha- they're having kind of a rap party, um, and the, you know the film's wrapped and they've all been through this horrible, terrible experience together. And on this rap party, uh, he uh, Jim Carrey has turned up as Tony Clifton. And he's on stage and he's kind of saying to the audience, you know, this is, uh, you know, we've been through this and blah, 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 and this is what Andy would have wanted. And, you know, I, 
you know, the, the whole thing about Tony Clifton doesn't like Andy Kaufman. He's sort of playing on that a little bit. And he uses that moment to say something that's sort of semi-positive about Andy Kaufman. And you can tell that that's a little bit of Jim Carrey speaking through Tony Clifton yeah. about Andy Kaufman. Now, there was an opportunity there. But I was just dying for him to say something like, and, you know, I know we've all had to work with that asshole Jim Carrey for the last six months. And he told me to tell you that he's sorry or something like that. Just something that referenced it. If, if he'd have said something like that, you know, you have gone, oh no, all right, no, this is, this is okay. It's fine. He's, he recognizes the asshole that he was. And I think it, it might've, I mean, obviously that didn't happen, so they couldn't put it in the documentary, but I'm just saying it's like, you just felt like the story needed that moment where, of recognition somehow, as opposed to just Jim Carrey turning around towards the end and saying, well, you know, I've, I've been through a lot and I've come out the other side. And I'm kind of a guy who really doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. I'm just getting on with my life and I'm quite happy. And it's like, well, that doesn't make this situation that we've just watched a documentary about any better. Yeah, no, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because I, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm conflicted about it because I, I, I think the footage mm. is amazing. Um, yeah. Like, just the, and the fact that he knew how much of a dick he was being and yet, he was still cool with like the, the video diary stuff. And I mean, like just that moment where he's talking to um, Andy Kaufman's old mate and saying like universal want these videos back. It like, they don't want us to release this stuff because it makes, it makes me look like an asshole. You know, he's, he's fully aware and he's just going with it anyway, but there's nothing about, and that stuff's great, but there's nothing about his process there's, there's nothing about why he's doing it and what he's hoping to achieve. And you've got those little things where it's like family members of... Um, oh, that's really uncomfortable, that. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and it, it, you know, in like trying to portray it as like this cathartic moment. And it's like, it doesn't really feel like that. It just kind of feels like Jim Carrey's being really fucking weird and these people are trying to be mm. polite and just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, if that, like, if that was my dad and some fucking actor was doing that, I'd mm-hmm. probably end up lamping him out. You know, it, it just, I, I, I don't know. It just, it's, yeah. So there did, there did seem to be a lot of people kind of indulging him. Yeah. And it's because he was Jim, he was Jim Carrey at that time. I mean, you know, I don't think cable, don't think cable guy had like, come out at that point so he was still ace ventura liar liar um i think yeah cable guy had been then by then yeah i think we were just saying actually he yeah. had he had 1994 with the mask dumb and dumber but he'd, he'd um, also had yeah he'd also had batman and forever he'd also had batman forever so he had blockbuster credentials hmm. and then he also had the truman show liar, so liar. he had he had acting credentials so he was he was firing on all possible cylinders at that point, I think. Okay. But yeah, yeah I, it, it's, I don't know. There was just, there, there was a confrontational aspect about it, which I felt was missing. And to be fair, like, I think if, if Chris Smith had asked Jim Carrey this stuff, I don't think Jim Carrey would have taken it the wrong way. I don't think he would have like, flipped over a table and walked out. I think he probably, no, he, 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 he probably just would have been like, 
yeah, I was a fucking asshole. The thing is, the other thing there is, is you get the feeling that he must have asked him. He must have asked him that. He must have said, do you not think that you might have come across... At least said something like, you might have come across as a bit of an arsehole, and then has decided to just not put it in the film. I don't know. It just seems a little... Like you say, it was... It did go on a little bit where I, I was watching it going, right, this is a 90-minute movie, and it's, it's kind of like there's a lot more... There's not as much footage as I expected there to be. It's kind of like there's a lot more of Jim Carrey stood talking or looking back on Jim Carrey's career or looking back on uh, Andy Kaufman's career than there is of Jim Carrey being asked questions and yeah. the actual this footage that was that was shot along the along the. the um, during the shooting but yeah and it does like you say it very much is what it's very much surface level there's not a lot they don't delve deeper they don't sit down and say to Paul Giamatti what do you think about it or sit Mm. down and speak speak to Dan DeVito and say what do you think about it you know a, a guy who knew both Andy Kaufman and Jim Carrey and was in the fucking movie you know they don't speak to these people so it's not it's a documentary that doesn't really seem to have a, a, a home or a point really to it. It's mm. just, it, I think it never, what would have, sorry, go sorry, on. Go on, go on. It, it, it never does enough of each individual thing. It's, it's a TV special rather than a documentary. Mm. It, it's, 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 it's a, a featurette that, 10 years ago might have been on a a, a DVD 20th anniversary. Mm. It's yeah. funny you should say that actually, but it reminded me uh, in, it reminded me in parts of has anybody seen some of the extra footage, uh, the extra features on the DVD of like the Ricky Gervais live uh, DVDs like animals and stuff like that, where he's basically just being a dick to people. No, um, but I, can, I can imagine it. <laughs> it's it's you know it's it's very much like that. You've got you've got um, Ricky Gervais just being a dick to Stephen Merchant and being a dick to to Carl Pilkington and just sort of like you know laughing at them and constantly t- taking the piss out of them, doing that irritating laugh of his. It kind of felt a little bit like that, you know, that sort of extra footage sort of stuck onto a DVD kind of thing. I think what might have what I would have been more interested in because I don't find Andy Kaufman had that brand of humor. It does not work for me at all. I do not find him funny in the slightest. What well, that's does quite interest interesting me. there actually. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm the same. I, 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 the weird thing is I find Jim Carrey very funny. I can watch him, I love him Jim pretty Carrey. much yeah. anything, but I, 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 I didn't find Andy Kaufman. When I remember this no. came out, I, I did quite, I watched, tried to find quite a lot of Andy Kaufman stuff to rewatch. And was like, right, so his whole thing is he's not funny. And that's yeah, what that's makes it. him funny. Yeah. Right. It's this whole sort of it's this whole idea of like, you know, he's gonna do the unexpected or he's gonna do the opposite of what you think he's gonna do. And it's like, well, what I expect him to do as a comedian is make me laugh and this is not funny. So what does interest me though is um is Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's career. So for me, 
this would have worked a lot better if it had been, you know, by all means, hook it into the uh, the Man on the Moon story. But let's make this about the peak of Jim Carrey's career when maybe he pushed things a bit too far. And what's the context? You know, what, you know, more of Jim Carrey and less of Andy Kaufman, just more about sort of what got him here and what happened after this and what he's learned from it, if anything, you know, um, what he's t- taken forward. Does he still, you know, did he, did he carry on behaving uh, like badly on, on sets? I'm guessing he probably didn't, you know, is, is, is it, then you can sort of get into regret and, and just make it a bit more focused on his career. Uh, I guess that's not the film that, that they wanted to make, but that would have been more interesting for me, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like we're all a bit mixed bag on it, really. I, 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 I wish, like, like, I think what Noel says there, I, 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 I'm very much in the sense that I, I wish it was, I wish it was about more, you know, or, um, you know, remember the um, De Palma movie um, that um, that came out about a year or so ago um, that was directed by No Bamba. Mm. Um, where it, essentially it was it was a sit down tour with De Palma going through his career, and it was fantastic. And it, I kind of get the feeling that, that that this would have been better if this if, if like, like Norse is there if that was I'd be more interested in that in it because I think Jim Carrey's quite an interesting guy in the sense that he went from being having a, a TV show that was very popular but very niche and, and at a time where it, it, he was only known in the states and that was it he wasn't known outside of um outside of the US and to his fans and then appeared in a year with Ace Ventura was was massive and then a mask was huge and then Dumb and Dumber was was a big film and he all of a sudden he literally went from being very much a sketch show personality to being one of the biggest probably probably at the time the biggest star in the world mm. which is a little bit sounds insane but it's a little bit like at the time if you'd have taken fucking Paul Whitehouse from Harry Enfield and Chums and then had him 18 months later being the biggest star in the fucking world it is kind of what happened and Mm. then he continued to really churn out hits and then kind of had a bit of a breakdown and it seems like the breakdown happened to coincide with him playing his hero. Yeah. And then it's never, it doesn't ever seem like he's been the same since, you know, he's had success with things like the, the Bruce Almighty movie. And, um, he's had more sort of critical success with things like turn on sunshine spotless mind and and bits like that. But it's just, he burned incredibly bright for a couple of years and then it's just it has never seemed to get it since. Mm. You sort it, of it's you weird. get an element of that. You get a, you get a sense that there's you get a sense that he's trying to say something. And and I just think mm. maybe if, if the director had dug a little bit deeper, he might have got 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 something out of that. Because yeah. I think you know yeah. I think he says that that later on in the documentary where he's talking about you know you aren't defined by you aren't defined by this. You you can you can 
you can rip up what you are. You're not def- what you've achieved isn't this, this, and this. What this facade of what it is that you are can change and alter and stuff like that. It feels like he's kind of trying to touch on that a little bit. So I think if you contextualize this documentary, you know, make it focused on on this particular situation, but you contextualize it with the person that Jim Carrey was before, the person that he was um when he was making this movie and how it's altered his it just it gives you a more it gives you more of a narrative i think than just saying jim carrey was a dick on this on the on the set of this movie that he wanted to make what do we think of that mm. you know yeah that's it. It, it it's it never asked the question of is like you say is this artistic process right or wrong was he did he actually genuinely believe that he was um, being controlled by the spirit of Andy Kaufman, or was it just a fucking joke? Mm. What was was he was was Jim Carrey going home and going, shit? What can I do next? You know what what what? How do I fucking push the envelope more in, into this? But everyone just seemed to be kind of going along with it, and it is just a little bit like. Did, did they all fucking drink the Kool-Aid a little bit? But then a, a few of them... Paul Giamatti just seemed to find the whole thing fucking funny. And Danny DeVito seemed to get a little bit pissed off about it. And Carol Kane was in it quite early on. And she seemed like she was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> really early on. And of course, fucking Courtney Love went along with it. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. Well, we were discussing that because I watched this with Claire and, and we were saying, you know, if you want... If you're if you're in a room with an absolute nightmare, then bring Courtney Cox along because she will try and out nightmare that person. Oh, so yeah. she she's perfect to be in a room with that type of person, and I have absolutely no doubt that they ended up fucking each other. Um, oh, no question. I think that's clear. <laughs> it, but, um, it, 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 yeah, it's it's absolutely that thing. It's like two when... huge misplaced egos fucking each other in a in a in a in a in an RV on a fucking film set. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, it's like when fucking Lee Francis is having Mary and tried to out crazy meatloaf the fucking time, and it just went fucking horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I'd love to say I enjoyed my time with Jim and Andy, but I just I got a little bit bored of it just meandering through the same thing. When I'm going, you're not going to delve any deeper into any of this, are you? You're just gonna show me clips of him wandering around being a bit of a dick and then not really asking him questions. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I think I probably... I was in, it was interesting. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I got to see that. Yeah. But it's left me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth about Jim Carrey. And... It's also it's it's a documentary without any answers, and I get you know, I get the whole you know show don't tell rule, but sometimes you need to give people some answers, and if you've got the person there in front of you, then there's your opportunity to get some answers. I, I, I do think that that Jim Carrey has got it in him to deliver either a, a, an Oscar worthy performance in a dramatic role. Or if he wants to come out and be an incredibly good older comedian, I do think he has it in him to to not just be the guy who makes weird faces. It doesn't feel like he's that bothered these days. Well, I, 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 I don't feel think, like I don't, he's really I don't think that. He's a shit. 
I think no. he, I think he's he's just gone. Do you know what? Stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 really fucking rich, and I I I can't be asked with it. I I I did what I wanted to do with comedy with 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 my movie career. I made a lot of money. Well, that's it. The fact the fact is, is like you said, Mark. He, he burned very very bright for a very short time, and you know when you've done. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, another Ace Ventura, something like Liar Liar. When you, when you've done that, you've you've maxed out your comedy quota for any for any one career really because that's a fucking strong set of films. Yeah. And then the natural thing to do following that is to stretch your acting muscles. So he did that with the Truman Show. It was a success, and he tried to stretch that a little bit further with Man on the Moon. You know, the jury's out. Did it? Did it work? It doesn't seem to have really. Um, and, and like you say, he's had successes since then. Comedy successes, comedy successes that I actually quite like. Me, myself, and Irene, Bruce Almighty. But they're never really, you know, nothing's ever really lived up to that sort of dumb and dumber uh, sort of Ace Ventura era um, Jim Carrey that we. But that's what I mean. That's what interests me. Like, how did that? How did that all come together? That's what I'd be much more interested to see. And the unfortunate thing is, probably now, that's a film that we'll never get because we've got this instead. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Agree. Um, I'm kind of definitely not shit on it just because of the, like, the at the time footage. I, I, you know, I, mm. I I think it's really interesting that they that like he was okay with that stuff being shown, um, but I definitely definitely wish it would um, have uh, uh, probed deeper. Um, mm. key, yeah, key I, I, I'm touching cloth on it. Okay, I think I'd go definitely not shit just purely for the fact that I'm glad that you know I'm glad that this if this story exists then it's been told now like I'm glad that it's out there and it was made and I did I did find it interesting I just think it could have been more interesting as a slightly different uh, as a slightly different film uh, but yeah I'd go definitely not shit I think cool um what do you want to do guys because I'm mindful of the fact it's it's 9.55 um <laughs> We we could yeah. leave it there if wanted. I, I think we might need to get something to eat. Oh, I could do with watching something before bed as well. Yeah, okay, all right. So we'll um, we'll leave it there. Um, so next week we're going to be uh, doing playing it forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I have chosen for Noel the man from Uncle. Noel, what have you chosen for Mark? I have chosen Jagged Edge. Because I know Mark likes a, a bit of an 80s, uh, late 80s thriller. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I, as soon as I read the synopsis of that, I went, how the fuck have I not watched that? <laughs> um, and I have chosen for Ian uh, Unforgiven. Uh, 
pumped. Which I will I will get across to you uh, in the next couple of days. Nice, pumped. Um, so thank you very much, Noel. Um, I'm glad you like Justice League. <laughs> I, I, I am too. Uh, can I just quickly just put across, uh, we did have um, on the poll, we didn't do the poll for either of the films. Oh, yes. Uh, very quickly, I shall give the results. Oh, God. Actually, yeah. uh, you'd be surprised, though. Uh, Justice League, uh, definitely not shit, 19%. Touching Cloth, 27%. Shit, 38%. And Geostorm, 16%. Nice. Uh, Jim and Andy, definitely not shit, 50%. Touching Cloth, 30%. And Geostorm, 20%. Okay. I'm glad people are using the Geostorm ranking. Yes, people are to be do liking it, which is quite cool. Um, so thank you very much Noel and we'll speak to you next week as well sir um, very much thank you Mark as always pleasure thank you very much uh, Ian and um, I'm I'm going to go and play some Super Mario Odyssey because Nintendo don't try and fuck people in the ass <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go and eat and, and watch something I have no idea what yet but something I've got to decide whether it's more Punisher or the last episode of uh, Discovery. So, tough decisions. That's a tough choice. Mm. Thank you very much, folks, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.